got my sheep well. I'm going to say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Hey, Uncle, how much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. You got uh, shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get, you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle, just make me an offer. Now, this is a $100 radio, man. It's got a clear tone. Boy, that's, that's clear as a mother's old bell. Let me see. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. You radio, you mother! Hey, Jim, what about TV? You like TV? What? Uh, that new thing, Jim, the television. Oh, pictures. Yeah! No, no pictures. Why not? Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah, <laughs> just grunted each other. Babies that were sacrificed were sacred. I will probably have nightmares tonight about it. From the nightmares to the running around the room when they disclose, to the latching on, to the crying and saying, Mommy, 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 don't go out, because if you go out, they're going to kill you. Threats, intimidation, fear. Now, if you're going to stay cool, you've got to wail. You've got to put something down. You've got to make some jive. Don't you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's all I'm saying. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. Rejection of parental values. Unusual interest in books on Satanism, black magic, or witchcraft. Obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references. Rejection of friends. Preference for being alone. Meditation. Chanting. Use of new vocabulary. Is it the force of evil? Does it disrupt? Is it a force for everything negative? There's two kind of laws, honey. One for the rich. And one for the poor. He sees all and knows all. He's wise. He's kind. He is fair. He loves truth and goodness. Listen, you screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the dogs, the filth. Here is someone who stood up. Ah, yes. Welcome back for yet another week of uh, me, Chris T, on Aerial View. It's been quite a week. I have to tell you all about it. Now I see it clearly. My whole life is pointed in one direction. I see that now. There never has been any choice for me. let me say that I am in the mood for love. That's right. This week's Aerial View is all about love. And you probably do have an opinion on the matter. The phone number here is 201-678-7743. I am so full of love. It's love or snot. I can't tell. Yes, a head full of snot and a heart full of soul. That's me, Chris T, on WFMU, Upsala College, East Orange. Once again, that number is 201-678-7743. And last week, we tried to determine what life is all about. What is life, we asked ourselves last week. And this week, I was going to ask ourselves, or yourselves, or myself, what is death? But then I thought, no. No, Chris. You're leaving out a major part of that philosophical triangle. What is love? So we must conquer that first before we ask, what is death? And then maybe we'll move on to what is truth? And can you get a good six-pack of beer for $3 anymore? But first we have to conquer love. What is love? 201-678-7743 is the phone number here. Formulate an opinion if you hadn't had one up till now. 
Yes, we're back. We are back at Aerial View, and the phones are going absolutely crazy here. Get a call in if you can before we go to these phone lines. 201-678-7743. Everybody wants to get in on this topic and tell us what love is. I have, uh, of course, my own opinion or, or absolutely no idea, one or the other. So I will either tell you how I feel about the subject or I'll have to make something up as I'm going along. But uh, the whole reason behind this show is because I love you, the listeners. And I love this radio station, and I, I, love, uh, I love radio. Speaking of which, did you, uh, did you see Empire of the Air, the uh, Ken Burns documentary on Wednesday night on PBS? Where else would a Ken Burns documentary be? But uh, yeah, it was all about the men who invented radio. And boy, I'll tell you, they never thought that that's what this would come down to. That it would come down to one person spreading all of this love to all of those people out there who are listening with their little electronic boxes. You know, they, they, had, they had anticipated that it'd be something entirely different, that it'd be used for uh, point-to-point communications. One person speaking to another person. And then someone got the bright idea that, you know, no, you could have one person speaking to millions of people. Or in my case, twelve. Twelve prepubescent boys who were out there listening somewhere who probably were abused by Principal Brasigliano at some point in their lives. The number here is 201-678-7743. And like Principal Brasigliano, we love you. And we'd like you to come up to our office and pose for pictures here in WFMU Studios. We'd like you to sit in that chair opposite and do funny things with your legs. And then we'd like to give you fatherly pats. That's what we'd like to do. First call of the evening. Welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. Hi. Wait, this is really strange. Wait. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, Chris. Yes. Yeah, you're over-modulating a little bit. That's because I my head is full of snot and I can't hear myself. You're What, what are you, a radio engineer? <laughs> no, it just sounds like... Uh, it sounds really bad. I'm just making too Well, anyway, I just thought I'd call with my working definition. Of love. Yeah, well, you know, cynical uh, cynical stuff aside, um, it looks like, in the literature anyway, that it's uh, caring, sort of caring for something or someone else outside, you know, yourself. So it's like you really do love your listeners because they're outside you, and by doing the show week after week and and getting guests on and stuff, you're really trying to enhance your listeners' lives. It's a very loving act. I do love you. I love you especially. I can tell. For being the first caller of the evening and for telling me that I was over-modulating because I'm really conscious. I have a love affair with the meters here, Uh huh. and I love to watch them dance. Well, that was a loving thing for you to say. Thank you. I'll see you later. And I'm hoping this show will put me in a loving mood because I've been in anything but a loving mood since we last met and talked about the meaning of life. 
That may be because I was I was arrested on Saturday. I was handcuffed and led down to uh, the Hoboken police station. I love the officer who arrested me. I feel nothing but love for him. If he's out there listening, I love you. Officer Cologne. You did something for me that was just so wonderful and opened my eyes to what love is all about. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Hi. We love you. Thank you. Well, we loved you when we drove past you when you were being pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we all had love in our heart. Well, I, I, I felt I felt your love. <laughs> I bet you did. Coming at me, especially uh, as I was being handcuffed. Uh, did they get rough with you? <clears throat> uh, no, 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 nothing of the sort. I, I suppose at this point I should tell the whole story and come clean mm-hmm. about my love affair with the Hoboken police. I'm sure. So they expressed their love to you, huh? They did. In so many in, in in so many words, I had to read between the lines a lot. But they they really do love me. They wanted me to hang around with them. I mean, isn't it love when someone offers you the backseat of their car? Well, when you say, "Why are you being such a prick?" I think maybe <laughs> that is now, a great way to show love. I was wondering now if I should say that myself because I didn't know if I could say that or not. Well, I, I just said it. Yeah, that's and you, you didn't delay me. So. You saved me a lot of trouble. Thank you. <laughs> so let me tell this story. Well. You can go on and tell it. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Mm. Hi, we love you. On Hello? WFMU. Yes. Um, yes, this is John Lewis, sir. John Lewis? Yes. Who's John Lewis? He's playing with Fihi Mafihi on tonight's show. No, this is the W. This is WFMU's phone-in talk show called Aerial View you've called on. We're discussing what love is. Oh. So you called it a bad time. What's your definition of love, anyway? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't want to discuss it. You don't want to discuss it. No. Well, you called. You called during yeah. this, this, this crucial period well, of time. Well, can you tell me who I call? You, c- you could call this number, the office number. It's 678-8264. Thank you. Thanks. Like so many women, reluctant discuss to discuss it. <laughs> anyway, back to the story of my arrest. And I still don't know if I was actually arrested Saturday night. I, I'll tell you. I love you and I wouldn't lie to you. See, what happened was I was I left this bar at 3 o'clock in the morning. Last call. You know, and it had been a re- really kind of a, a kind of strange evening for me. It was like a maelstrom effect. It, 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 it had swirled around me and I was in the eye of this storm. So, you know, I mean, as, as I am wont to do on, when the weekend arrives and not knowing what else to do, I tend to overindulge in spirits. But, you know, I, I pace myself. I, I consider myself like a, like a lot of people who, uh, you know, who, 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 uh, who drive themselves home from bars. I, I, I say to myself now, you know, I know a lot of people in this town, and I'm sure I could, like, call up somebody and ask if I could crash at their place if I didn't feel up to driving home. Because they love me, and I love my friends, and and that's love. When you call up a friend at 3.15 in the morning and say, look, I, I, I can't drive home, I'm not up to it, you know, and you've woken them up from a sound sleep, and they say, come on over, come on up, it's okay. That's love. So this is what happened, you know, I, I mean, I felt okay. I, I, I took, took, took the honest uh, appraisal of my ability to pilot a motor vehicle after 11 years. Not kidding myself at all. I said, yeah, hey, I could do this. No problem. So I got in my car and I drove away from this bar. And, and about two blocks later, I you know, I, I I slipped into the crosshairs of destiny. For me, anyway. I mean, it's not a big deal, you know. I'm sure there's lots of people out there who have been arrested. But it was the first time for me. And I managed to go all through those, uh, those formative years without it happening. And this is great. I, at least I got it in before I was 30. Because, you know, I guess being arrested post-30 is really serious. Anyway, someone wants to interrupt this story. You, you'd like to interrupt this story? Yeah, you talk too much, Chris. You talk way too much. Really? Hang on a minute. I want to discuss with this guy why he feels that way.
I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I had to walk away from the the equipment here for a minute. Why did that guy hang up? Why why wouldn't he discuss this with me? Why wouldn't he discuss the his opinion of my talking too much? See, I wouldn't have to talk if people were calling this show on a regular basis. I could just act as a moderator. I could just sit here and let you talk. But you're not calling this evening, and this show is all about people calling, so I don't have to talk. So, you know, the the uh, the pinhead who just called me and told me I talk too much, obviously either A, hasn't heard this show and doesn't know that that's what I do on this show, or B, is just genetically inferior. Hello. See, he just did it again. He's got nothing to say, this person, and I don't want to be derailed by him. I talk too much. Anyway, so where was I in this story? So then, you know, I'm going down 14th Street, and this, this car is pulling out from a side street, and, and it, it, pulling into the opposite lane of traffic. Hi, are you going to say something this time? This is, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is a call. I just hung up. I'm sorry. You just hung up? Yeah, I just hung up. That was me. That wasn't the miserable man. Why? Okay, so uh, what's up? No, well, I just... Welcome I just, to the air. Thank you. Um, I talk too much, I know. No, so. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, should shut up. that's what you're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I always thought so, but... Yeah. So I'm sorry to hear about your trouble. Hey, listen. It's nothing. It, 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 you know, in this, the, the vast scheme of things, it's, it's a grain of sand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. I, I still don't know what it means, but it was like... It was a very interesting thing to have happen to, to, to a person if you never had it happen before. Yeah, you could try to take it as a learning experience, I suppose. Well, that, or you could just love the, the police officer. You could. Yeah. Well, you know. But, uh, yeah, love is... Love is... <laughs> it's a many-splendid thing. Yeah, it's a many-splendid thing, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very good and very bad. So what's your definition now? Because we, you know, we're, we're all through this show, we'll be, we'll be soliciting opinions from people who, A, think I talk too much, and B, want to wanna talk some more. Okay, A, um, it's a talk show, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. so that, that problem's out of the way. And yeah. B, love. Love stinks. Love is pain, and love is joy. And that's about it. I, I think that was very well put. Yep. That's very well put. I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. That's a great definition. Thank you. Let's write this down because I didn't keep running. I didn't keep a running commentary score going last week. So you, so you say a, that this is a talk show, so <laughs> I shouldn't worry about that. And right. b, love is stinks. Wait, love stinks. Stinks. It's joy and it's pain. It's joy, and it's pain. Yes. You can't live with it. You can't live without it. Sort of like, blood. Yes. Okay. Very, <laughs> very nice analogy. Love is love is like blood, yes. <laughs> or or like oxygen. Who was that band that <laughs> How about love is the drug for me? I played that one a couple of weeks Did ago. You? Yeah, yeah. I know. Love is a drug. So we're going all around with this. This is okay. This is great. So I don't talk too much. I I should play more music? No. All right. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks for calling. Okay, take care. Two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three is the phone number here, and uh, it's me, Chris T, on WFMU of Solidology Stars, the show's aerial view. That's right. I have a head full of snot and a heart full of soul, and I was telling you about how I. Hello. You got it. You got it. You got to turn the radio down. I beg your pardon. How are you? All right. Is this Chris? Yes, it is. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. Sorry to hear about your woes, my friend. Uh, that's quite all right. What, uh, what college is this I'm, I'm speaking to? <clears throat> it's the College of Musical Knowledge. No kidding. Ask me a musical question. Go ahead. Ask you a musical question. Anything. Ooh, l- let me get the gears going a little bit. Uh, wow, you stymied me. Stymied? Stymied. <laughs> Not to be literal. Look, I, I want to talk about love, though. Let's okay, okay, love. listen. I, I mean, Valentine's Day is approaching. Hey, I should have done this on uh, Valentine's Day. What's wrong with me? Valentine's Day is on a Friday. What's wrong with me? You've got two weeks, boss. Well, that's true, and I'm hoping I will be less congested. A lot of people calling tonight. I'm surprised. Yeah, right. Wait a minute. Love is a vital issue to our existence. Does this guy want to tell me hello? Yeah. Yes. Are you on the radio? Yes, we are. Yeah, I just want to say love is a good old-fashioned spanking. Ooh, thank you. Okay. Thanks. Right that's here. it. That was good. I and like that. Bless her. Love is a good old-fashioned spanking. <laughs> I'm writing that down. So you were saying yourself, sir? No, I was just saying we should shift the emphasis back to love. And, you know, right. It's, uh, it's very difficult. It's a very complicated issue in this world. 
You're absolutely right. Of course, the great deal of unhappiness and sorrow. People uh, need to reach out. They fail to reach out to. But what I <clears throat> see, what I'm asking, and and, and and don't worry, friends. The the uh, the much better last half hour of this program is is approaching quickly. So from like 6:30 on, it's going to get really good. But but what I'm saying is, what I'm asking, what love is, I'm asking you to to consider it. Like we considered life last week. You know how many people called and they had their take on it and they said it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. You know, like that first person they called said, you know, it's it stinks, it's joy, it's pain. I missed you the can't... program last week, unfortunately. I listened two weeks ago to the abortion. Uh, yeah, that was a good dilemma. show. Very good show, I'll tell you. I got uh, a lot I of... happened to flow through my dial and I came across this station and you, you got a good show. You really do. Very entertaining. You don't think I talk too much? No, okay. no. Thank you. I'm surprised. Like I said, I'm surprised people are not calling on this issue. Hey, there's someone calling right now. Hello? Yes? Hey, Chris. Yes. Chris. Yes. Will you just uh, finish your story and let anyone who's calling hold? I know they're so valuable, the callers, and you, and you want to get to them because... I don't want to lose them. You might right. not see another light on your board all night, but please, finish your Finish the arrest. Uh, my love affair with the Hoboken police? Yeah. Okay, yes. Were you on that show Cops at all, Chris? No, I, I didn't make it onto cops. I wish Wouldn't I had. Wouldn't it be grand if they had a camera in your face? As this was that would have been great. <laughs> I could have auditioned. Well, look, I want to leave you with an anonymous French proverb. What's that? Love teaches even asses to dance. Love teaches even asses to dance. Asses to dance. And uh, I want to just say happy birthday to my friend Dave Palmazano. We love you, Dave. We love you, Dave. Chris, we love you. I really, I just came across this station. Good luck. Thanks. Keep swinging. Bye. Thanks. All right, so the rest of the story, the, the rest of the story, like Paul Harvey says, is that uh, this car was trying to pull out in front of me into my, my lane of traffic, and I kept going because I thought, like, the, the careful thing to do, the reasonable thing to do, would be to let this person pull into traffic when there was a clear opportunity to do so. Because, I mean, if someone's trying to pull into traffic and you stop short to yield to this person the right of way, which is actually yours... Aren't you running the risk of somebody behind you who's not paying attention, rear-ending you, or somebody running into you in some way? And I know what that's like, because I've been rear-ended before. I know what you're all thinking, but hit by cars in the back end. So I have a, I have a, I have a predisposition towards like not wanting it to happen again, because it's pretty awful. All right, so, so here's what, you know, the thing is that the car, it was, wasn't just a car, it was a police car. But, but he didn't have his lights on. He didn't have a siren going. He was just sitting there. And I just assumed that, you know, hey, the guy's going to pull in behind me, you know. So I get, I, I get up to the corner to make the right turn out of town. And these lights go off behind me. So my first thought is, like, i got to get out of his way because he's on his way to a big drug bust or something. So I pull over to the side of the road, and he pulls up behind me. And I was shocked, friends. Shocked and amazed, you know, because I know when I've done something really stupid when I've been driving. I know when I've... I've been speeding. I know when I've run a stop sign or I ran through a you know a yellow light that was turning red, or when I made a you know an improper lane change. I've done all of these things, and I know when I've done them. And I was sitting there saying, "What did I do?" It was like one of these, one of these real head scratchers. What, what's he gonna tell me I did? I can't wait to hear this. All right, we got a call here. I gotta interrupt the story again. Hello. Hi, Chris. Yes. Yeah, I'm down here. I'm getting ready to go to an AA meeting. Uh huh. And I was wondering, uh, how much does a thing like that cost? What? What? A thing like what? You know, to get pulled up, to get a DWI. I didn't get a DWI. You're jumping ahead of me. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, I didn't hear your story because you talk so much. Only kidding. Thanks. But, you know. <laughs> Stick around. This is a great story. Yeah, it's costing it, me like 55 cents a minute, too. I'm s- well, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to get to the point real fast. So we have the rest of the show to talk about what love is. Oh, we do? Yeah. Which uh, is a half an hour more, right? Yes. Darn it, and the radio's not on in here. I'll have to go back out to the car. You need a drink. I <laughs> know I do. I'll, I'll just have a cigarette, then. But can I tell you what I think love is? What is it? Honest to God, I think it's very addictive. It's addictive. Love <laughs> is addictive. Yes. Okay. Very. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So here's the story so far, and I've, I've jumped ahead of myself. So this officer comes over to my door, and he, I said to him, you know, he said to me, can I have your license, your registration, your insurance card? Okay, you know, and I hand him all these things. And then I ask the ever, <laughs> the ever popular question when one is pulled over and one does not know why. I said, what did I do? And he said, didn't you see me back there? And I, I thought, yeah. 
and I was waiting for him to complete the sentence, like for him to say, didn't you see me trying to pull in front of you? Because, I mean, he wasn't. And, I, and all I kept thinking was like, oh, man, <laughs> he's really just busting in my He's really just busting my balls is what he's doing. And I'm, I'm not in the mood for this. You know, it was a bad night. So I sat there and said, okay, you know, he's going to write me a ticket because at this point he's committed to, you know, the, the, when you've been pulled over, and you may know this if you've heard the series of, I did, uh, series of reports I did on, on Bill Suggs' Imperial Love Hour called Hello Young Drivers. I gave out lots of, like, really uh, great advice for people who haven't been driving too long. When you've been pulled over, there's a point the officer who's writing the ticket reaches when he's he's crossed over that line. He's at the point of no return. He's now going to write you a summons. There's no talking him out of it. There's no pleading with the man. No amount of crying or begging or telling him how much your insurance rates are going to go up <clears throat> will have any effect on him. He's, he's, he's put the pen to paper is what happens. It's like when they hook up your car. They've hooked it up. They're towing it. They're not going to take it off the hook. Don't ask him to. It's, it's, it's just dumb. So anyway, so he he heads back to his car, and I get out of my car, and I walk over, and I said, you know, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get him before he reaches that point. I'm trying to get him before he sets the pen to paper, and he, you know, the the standard response is get back in your vehicle. They never say car. They never say automobile. They say get vehicle. Get back in your vehicle. So I did, and he came over again, and he asked me if I had uh, been drinking, and I thought, gee, this genius just came to the conclusion. That everybody, you know, that, that I'm, since I'm driving home and it's 3.15 and the bars is closed, that perhaps I've had a drink. I would think that, like, a lot of people driving home at that hour are leaving bars and they've had a drink. Anyway, and I know somebody out there is going to get really upset with me because there's a lot of DWI going on. There's a lot of people driving drunk and killing people and running over people. And let me say that I'm not for that. I'm totally against that. So back to this story. So so now so now we're at the point of no return. He's written me the ticket. Now, and the, the funny part of it is I still don't have the ticket. I don't know where the ticket is. The ticket's gone. It it never existed as far as I'm concerned. He never gave it to me. So he's going to, to, to present me with this thing, and this is where I crossed over the line of common sense, where I lost all diplomacy. I'm usually a very diplomatic person, you know, by listening to this show. You know, you know that I'm in love with diplomacy. Let me write this down. I love diplomacy. Love is diplomacy. How's that? That's good. So anyway, so I, so I, I, I say to this officer, don't you think you're being a prick? And, and he, he got very upset with me. He, as he is, that's his right. That's, you know, I used to have a different opinion of police officers. Like three years ago, I got into this whole thing with Irwin about the police. You know, because basically I, I, I don't, I, I, the whole concept of police, I just don't understand yet. I just don't get it. I, anyone that goes and becomes a police officer, I think there's, there's very few reasons for why you do it. You either, either want to, like, you know, you're, you're really an outgoing sort of nice person and you want to defend people and keep people from harm, which I, I, I don't think that exists. I don't think anybody's that altruistic. Or you're really in love with crime, but you want to do it legally. You want to find a way to get involved with crime without being a criminal. Now, how else do you do that? Or the pay is good. Maybe they're going to pay you a lot for being a police officer and you want to do that. Or you're just too dumb to go do anything else. There's a lot of different reasons. And, you know, police officers who listen to this show, don't be offended. I love you all. This show is all about love. And I think there's a lot of good cops. Three years ago, I wouldn't have told you that. I wouldn't have said that. I would have said no. But I've met some police officers who were halfway human beings. They were okay. They were in a difficult job. It's a difficult job, but you got to understand a couple things about the job. When you take the job, that you're not going to be well-liked because you're walking around armed with an attitude. I mean armed with an attitude. Not armed with an attitude, but anyway. And also, you know, that you're going to get shot at. That's the other thing you have to understand about the job. That's part of the job. Why are they always surprised when they're shot at? Why are they always up in arms when one of them gets shot? Geez, that's what the job is about. That's part of the job. So anyway, so the officer says, you know, now you're under arrest. Now who's the prick? So he handcuffs me. He puts the handcuffs on, like, real, real tight. My wrists are still very sore. And you're probably sitting there saying to yourself, you deserve this. You mouthed off. Something I, I have never done. I've usually been pretty level-headed, you know, about uh, giving them their due. Just, you know, staying out of their way and just like, yes, sir, no, sir, just looking straight ahead, just trying to play it really cool, you know. And this, I, this night, I just, I, I slipped. It was like I slipped. So uh, 
So he said, now you're under arrest and threw me in the back of the car. And then he drove me down to the police station. And all the way down to the police station, I was saying to this officer, you know, don't you think you're overreacting? I apologize if anything I said offended you. But at this point, he didn't want to hear it. He basically let loose on me with a string of obscenities. Told me that's not the way you talk to police officers in New Jersey. Maybe that's the way you talk to them in New York. Because as you may or may not know, I my, my license plates are New York plates and, you know. So he was lecturing me on how you treat police officers in New Jersey. And then we got down to the police station, and he put me in the booking room, and I was still handcuffed, and started booking me. Now it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And he got up to the part of the paper where you have to put down a reason for the arrest, and I think he was stumped because he really couldn't think of anything. I mean, is it against the law to tell a police officer that you think he's acting like a prick? It may be really bad judgment. It may be a stupid thing to do, but it's not against the law as far as I know. Because when I woke up, it was still a democracy, at least Saturday morning last week. So anyway, I, 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 next thing I know, the captain is standing there, and he's saying, you know, you look like a reasonable fellow. And I said, yeah. What happened? So I told him what happened, complete with the thing about me calling the officer A. And he said, uh, well, we're, well, at least you're honest. Were you in an agitated state of mind? I said, yes. I was in an agitated state of mind. That's it exactly. Do you feel okay to drive? He says. I said, yeah, I feel okay to drive. Well, you're free to go. Okay, let's take the jewelry off of you. Jewelry is what cops call handcuffs, by the way. I, I thought it was really quaint. Let's take the jewelry off. You're free to go. So I, I, I'm standing there saying, what, what the hell just happened here? The thing is, is like while I was sitting there handcuffed and being booked, they were going through my car from top to bottom. Now, my opinion on the whole thing was is that they saw this Jeep. I have a Jeep, you know, it's like, it's a used vehicle. I had to get the, a bank loan to get it. It's the first thing I've ever had that's, like, not uh, older than 1969. I think, I think it's the youngest car I've ever had. So anyway, so they see this red Jeep with New York plates, and maybe they're thinking, hey, who drives these Jeeps? Drug dealers. Drug kingpins. They've always got those blasting stereos in there with those big bass speakers and pounds and pounds of crack. So, you know, maybe if we pull this guy over, he'll have pounds and pounds of crack. Maybe that's, you know, what he's got in his car. And I think they were seriously disappointed when they, they pulled me over. I didn't have anything but a big mouth. My big mouth. Me being a smartass. Got myself into trouble again. My brother always used to tell me when he was beating me up when I was a little kid. You know, you're a smartass. So this is what happened. So, so now I go out to the car, and there's no ticket to be found. I go back in, and it's an officer cologne. I can't find this ticket you just wrote me. I mean, where is it? And he says, call the violations bureau. They'll have a record of it. And, and to my mind, he never, he never served me with a summons of any time. All he did was search my car, and they couldn't find anything because there's nothing in there. And now I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like, that, what's going to happen? Am I going to get a notice saying that I failed to turn up for a court appearance? I need some legal advice. I love lawyers, by the way. Since the show is all about love, I... I think lawyers are wonderful people. They're right behind police officers and my list of people that I love. And anyway, that was the story of being arrested in uh, my last Saturday night, which is why, you know, I love Saturday nights. They're really, they're great. Saturday nights are just great. But uh, I don't know what comes of all of this, except that I, I'm, I'm going to refuse to pay this ticket when the time comes. I just have to stand on principle this one time and say, you know, hey, I spent a lot of money in the town of Hoboken. I'm always over there. I got lots of friends there. I, Put a lot of money to the local economy. You want more money from me? I'll tell you what. I'll give it to the PBA. Let them go play basketball with it or something. Teach young kids, you know, how to how to hit a ball with a bat. Why do you want it? What do you, the phone's ringing? Hello. I know I talk too much. Uh, well, it is a talk show, so uh, I guess we can let that pass, Mr. Chris. Thank you. What did you think of that story? Was that a story? Well, I can't believe that. Uh they didn't at least do a uh, breathalyzer on you after you mouthed off because usually they'll say, well, this kid must be a little high. Well, the thing is, is I, apparently I wasn't, I wasn't high enough to, to uh, be the victim of one of those breathalyzers. I mean, I, I was thinking that too. I was thinking, hey, if they could have got me for DWI, they would have gotten me for DWI. Obviously, they're looking for bigger fish here. Mm. They were looking for something bigger. And, and I, you know, and I'll tell you something. I'll be, I'll be, you know, just between me and you, I wasn't that drunk. I mean, I, don't you know when you're drunk? I mean, don't you know that you shouldn't be driving? Isn't there a little voice in your head that says, I, I, I don't know, I can't make it home tonight. There's no way. I'm not getting behind the wheel of a car. I'll kill somebody. I'll kill myself. 
So what could have been the charge? Failing to yield to an officer? Careless driving. It's the uh. all-purpose blanket offense. Careless driving. What does that mean? I want to go ask somebody. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean you were pushing the buttons of the radio with your right hand when you should have had both hands on the wheel? What does it mean, Greg? It means you couldn't care less. That's exit. I couldn't care less about driving. Nobody in the state of New Jersey could care about Look, driving. Look, no hands. Look, Ma. No brain. I'm driving with no brain. Well, I hate cops, Chris. I really do. Every stinking one of them. I can't make that statement. I wish I could agree with you. I just feel that that is like too much of a generalization. I couldn't come out and say I hate all of everything. The good thing about not having a car and living in the city, you don't deal with it. But when I go out to the suburbs, I was up upstate with my friend in the thruway, and uh, we were coming. It was late, and we were high, and he was driving. We didn't have anything left to get arrested for. And these cops were sitting in the, in the traffic island with the lights the brights on right across the highway. So as the cars passed, for a split second, you were blinded. So there was no one, no one on the whole stretch of road. We come up, and I, you know, you see the car, you see the lights, you go 55. I think they were trying to check your pupils from a distance <laughs> to see we if they would, to see if Cop, your pupils dilated. They pull out from behind, from like you know half mile. They come up from behind. My hair was a little long. I'm on the passenger side. They pull us over for no reason. Check the whole car. It's a, cra it's a crap shoot. You know, before I had this car, which is not a beat up car, it's got no dents on it, I had nothing but like real junk heaps. And yeah. I would get pulled over on a regular basis, especially if I was driving home after 3 o'clock in the morning, because that's the hour when all these vehicles are stolen. They're going to pull you over to see if you're driving a stolen vehicle. And there's a crap shoot going on. They're hoping that if they pull you over, you're going to have something in that car that you shouldn't have there. And they're going to spot it. That yeah. happens a lot. Yeah, it's just, one, out of, one out of ten, they're going to get something good, I guess. But, you know, this show was not supposed to be about me and, and getting no, arrested. It's about not, love. Let's not waste it on the police, because they are not love, Chris. The, the police are hate. Well, they're love, too. They're love of, 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 of order. They're love of strength and authority. This is true. A lot of them are just, you know, real closet cases. They've never come to terms with it. But, you know, that's, that's a blanket statement, too, and I refuse to generalize in that way. I refuse to do oh, it. Well. Don't bring, don't, what's your definition of love before, you know? Uh, love. 201-678-7743 is the phone number. Here. Love is, is very complicated, Chris. I, I can fall in love at the drop of a hat. Really? Or the drop of a, uh, a blouse. Or the drop of a, uh, a, uh, uh, no, I can fall in love really easy, and then I can fall out of love just as quickly. Maybe so you're pretty, up. you're a fickle guy, is what you're saying. Well, I was in love for a very long time, Chris, and uh, now I'm very wary of falling back into love. But that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you what, in your definition, is love. Not right, what is love? Love is... Is love never-ending sorrow? Is it grief? Is it... What is it? Love is just an overwhelming... Um, it's, it, it's like oxygen. You get too much, you get too high. There you go again. Love is like oxygen, just like that Not song. Not enough, and you're going to die. Really? Love gets you high. Are you quoting to me from a song now? Yes. What is it? Air supply? No. Probably. Probably. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got another caller here. Thanks. All right, man. See Bye. you. Bye. 201 Yes, hello? I love you. Hi. Are you up for a few twisted versions of love that I in, in the same medium that I believe in? Sure. Well, I'm not making this up. This is all true. All right. Well, everything I'm about to say, you know, might strike you as strange or something, but you sound like a pretty twisted guy, you know, so I think you'll be... You'll Do you want to add one more preface to this statement before we get underway? You talk too much! No, just kidding. Okay. Well, the type of love that I feel has nothing to do with relationships or any of that bull, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that love really is is uh, probably the taste of a young, beautiful woman's feet. Or, or, or a woman walking on your face, that's pretty good. Or just being a woman's dog, or subservient. That's, that's the perfect definition. Okay. I'm writing these down. Yes. Woman's feet, subservient, dog. Okay. But of course, the woman has to be under 30, and she has to be adored by millions. So like it's got to be Madonna or something? Before you she make her a queen. No, yeah. 20 contain will do just fine. Okay, thank you. All right, goodbye. 20 what? Hello, welcome to the air. We love you. I say we love you. Well, <clears throat> the 
question of what love is, that's a very interesting question. You sound like a beatnik to me. A beatnik? Yeah. I'm a poet, but I don't know if I'm a beatnik. Okay. Actually, I know I'm not a beatnik. Um, uh, Allen Ginsberg is not my hero. <laughs> I understand. But, um, unfortunately, I've, I've come to some rather negative conclusions about love. Well, you gotta, you gotta spit them out. People are starting to call now. Mm. Oh, why? Because I, I'm coming up with negative conclusions? I just, I just can't stand people that have to set up whatever it is they're going to say with this whole long, drawn-out prologue. Just get to it. Oh, all right. Unfortunately, love is nothing more than people coming as close to finding the image that they have set up in their mind as far as, uh, you know, character and looks and everything else. And most of the time, it has uh, very little to do with reality. Most of the time, um, 99% of the people don't even fit that image. And uh, and it's a, it's a constant struggle. It's a struggle to, um, to come as close to your ideals as possible. As, uh, as possible. Of course, uh, I reject all that, so I love differently. But uh, that's the way most people, that, that's the way most people love. That's it? You could stimulate me by asking me a question or two. Is that all you have to say? I have plenty to say. I always have plenty to say. Well, let me get to these other calls. You can call back. Hello. What is love? We love you. Hello? Yes. Yeah, um, well, I, I, I don't want to start with a prologue, so this is not a prologue. But you, you didn't actually, we didn't decide, like, that whole Greek notion of eros and the other love, which is the word I don't know, of, you know, physical love and the other love. What, the love of God? No, the sort of uh, platonic, I guess, known oh, as Oh, Plato. You yeah. mean loving young boys. No, like, I don't like think Plato. that's quite, that's, that's, there's a different word for that. But, um... Let me turn my radio down. Look, but, that um, whole concept of platonic love, that's been blown way out of proportion. That, people still don't understand that. Right, I'm not sure I understand it. But no, there is, do you, you know what I'm saying? There's this thing, there's Eros, which is physical <laughs> love. <laughs> I'm and, dying over here. What? There's Eros, which is physical love, And yes. then there's some other Greek word for some other kind of love, which is not physical. You know, I'm, you're asking me and I'm Greek. I have no idea. Okay, so we'll, we'll forget about that. So we'll think about physical. I don't know physical, what the hell but, well, someone once you know, said to me... somewhere in the back of my mind, I know what you're talking about. Right. That's where it is in mind, so it hasn't come forward yet. But um, uh, someone once said that love is... It sounds a bit too clinical, since, but anyway, I'll go with it anyway. That love is the residue of emotion that remains after the sex act has been completed. You're reading that now. No, actually, I'm not. I remember this. This is somebody who was Love somewhat... is the residue of the emotion. The residue of emotion that remains after the sex, sex S-E-X, act has been completed. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> it sounds a bit too clinical, though. Okay. But um, anyway, but coincidentally, my son happens to be writing a little love letter at the moment to his mom, so I don't know if you want to ask him. You want to ask him what love means? Yes. Okay, you want to, you want to ask him? 201-678-7743 is the number here. We'd love you to call. I'm serious. He doesn't believe that that's really somebody from the radio. It is. It's somebody from the radio. Hey, look at me, kid. Here, no, it really is. Here. Come to the phone now. Tell him he'll be in big trouble. Tell him you'll hit him. Tell him he's being a bad boy. You're going to lock him away with no dinner. Just get him to the phone. Threaten him. Threaten him with domestic violence or something. No, domestic violence, no. Yeah. No. Tell him you take your strap to him. Show him your belt. Say you're the daddy. You have a I don't have a belt. That's why my pants are Damn. He, he's, he's, he's Hit the child. Drift. Hit him. Get him to the phone. Wait, wait. Get he's me. getting a drift because he hears it on the radio. Hold on one second. You, you know must love her? that kid. Spare the rod. Spoil the child. See that? He won't come to the phone when you ask him to. Yeah, I know. All right, I got to go. All right, I understand. Anyway, bye. Bye. Rotten kid. 201-678-7743 is the phone number here. If you have young children and you'd like to get them to the phone, make sure that they are on the phone while you're calling. Don't don't try to coax them to the phone with promises and words of love. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, how's it going? We love you. How oh, I you? love you too. Um, 
Real quick. Yes. Uh, love is religion. Love. I don't get that one. Love is well, it's it's a system of beliefs. I think you know. Uh-huh. You can step in and out of it, and I mean, you could either follow it completely and you know run your entire life by it, or it can just sort of like sit in the back of your mind. You know, like what you were brought up believing. Nah, that's not it. It's not. Hello, what's love? Hello, we love you. Yeah, I'd like to talk. Yeah, you, you, you'd like to, I'd like you to. Oh, you would? Yes, please. Oh, I'd love to. Go right ahead. Now? Yes. I'm not on the air, am I? No, not anymore. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, uh, the, the thing he was, he was referring to was Eros and Cupid. Love is Eros and Cupid. But that's not my belief. My, that's not my definition of love. What is it? Love is face down in a woman's bath water. Face down in a woman's bath water. Now, if we can only get the gals to call. I love that, gals. Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, Chris, what's up? Everybody. My blood pressure. How is it? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's your family? Uh, my family's doing well, and that's the yeah. perfect question because uh, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Everybody's talking about love between you know a man and a woman. No, no, no. Well, Not necessarily. Uh, what I want to bring up is that what I think uh, the most important aspects of love is that um, it takes about 15 years for humans to raise their children, and uh, if they don't love them, uh, they're not going to make it. So it's basically a survival. So love is a biological love is a biological component. I love definitely is a, think so. We're getting back to this again, aren't we? This is the same thing we were saying. Life is life yep. is is procreation. Life is the continuation. Life wants to survive. Yep. Love love is there. Love is there to to bring on life to bring about life. That's about love it. Love is a is the shroud. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Exactly. Because I don't. I really I have no idea. But you're getting near it. I could feel it. Anyhow, getting back to the uh, police, though. Oh God, please! You now you're bringing the police into love. No, Don't, no, please. But you gotta, I, you gotta admit that. Um, I was way out of line. Well, you were asking for it. I was asking for it. You, you, you used fighting words. Exactly. And if the guy wasn't a cop, you exactly. probably would have gotten a punch in the mouth. Exactly. You were lucky. But so. if you weren't a cop, you would have, you wouldn't have been pulling me over. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> I'd love still. that. I'd love you, and I'd love you to call again. Okay. Bye. So long. Two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three. I don't love when that happens. I hate when that happens. Two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three. I'd love to blow my nose. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, am I in the air? Yes, you are. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I know what love is. What is it? Love is a three-legged goat. That's really highly conceptual. Hello, welcome to the air. I love you. Hey, Chris. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. Um, I was just calling to give you my definition of love. Sorry to hear about your uh, troubles with the law there. I believe that love is a, a substance. It's kind of generated with emotional and spiritual interactions, and uh, it can be used up. You know, you can use love up. You can? You can exhaust love? Love is exhaustible? It's exhaustible. It's like a consumer product, Chris. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, no one's come up with the right answer so far, as far as I'm concerned. But thanks for trying. Okay. We love you. Hi. Turn turn my voice down in the background. It makes me crazy again. Yeah, right, right. I understand, I understand. Okay. What? Love. Okay. Eros, the two concepts from Greece are Eros and Agape. Eros is the love that... Well, who cares? I mean, the Greeks Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting to something. What were you? Who cares? You asked for a definition of love. Eros. Not the Greeks. Well, well the Greeks were humans. <laughs> Look, Eros is the love that goes horizontal. Agape is the love that that goes vertically. That is the love of God, you might call it. Eros and Agape together make love, which is joyous acceptance. And that is joyous acceptance, not just putting up with somebody, but in enjoying putting up with somebody oh, or something. Like when I was being arrested Saturday night. So that's great. You've just pulled the whole thing together because I knew there was a reason for me telling that story because I loved it. You loved I, being I, arrested? Fell, I fell in love with that police officer and being arrested. I loved it. Well, it, that, you know, maybe maybe love for you is handcuffs and a, an occasional billy club upside down. Oh, there was no billy clubs involved. <laughs> they were very polite besides cursing me out, you know. But I, I just thought the whole thing was... Uh, 
brought me such joy, and it wasn't being handcuffed. Being handcuffed, as you know, far as I'm concerned, is not enjoyable. So I don't think that that was it. But there was something about the whole thing that I really loved. Maybe well, I should thank him. Maybe love is uh, maybe love is uh, a ride to the police station. Having fun no matter what. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye. Hello. Hello. The sinus infection my, is infecting my brain. It's not just a sinus infection anymore, doctor. My, I can feel my brain going. I swear to God, it's eating away. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. That's okay. What is love? Love is a mutual physical, emotional, and mental attraction between two people. Love is a mutual, right? Physical, uh huh, and emotional attraction, uh huh, between two people. Yes. Attraction between two people, and what about office furniture? What? Never mind. That's pretty good. I like that. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah. That's good. I like it too. All right, I should give you a prize. Give me a prize, then. I, I can't. Bill Burger's taking all that stuff. <laughs> Let me see. There's nothing on here. Thanks. That's okay. Bye. Bye. Hello. We love you. Hello, Chris. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Well, it happens that I am reading a book. Getting the love you want. Uh, anyway, is this like from the Dale Carnegie Institute or something? Uh, something I don't know. Anyway, this book poses the uh, this is the theory. You have an image of the person that you want to meet, your mate for life. This this person, this image you have, this person, uh, it has the, the negative and positive qualities of your of mother, both your parents. This is like the Jungian thing. This is heavily Jungian. Both your parents. You this is archetypes. This is like feminine archetypes, right? Well, it's, it's it's your it's your male and female parents. It's not just your mother, right? And it's not just, but uh, and so you have this image of they and they, they use the term imago or imago in the book. It's from Greek for image. I M A G O. Right. So you're attracted to this person, and this person is completely unequipped to fulfill the needs you have to try to fulfill these needs of your childhood. What your what your your primitive brain is thinking is that this is my second chance. Here I have I'm going to set up all the problems. Oh, okay. I'm going to solve all of the and things. That this is my next crack at it. I can solve the problem. Isn't again. this incredibly cynical? But your but of course your your conscious mind is not looking for that. Really, you're thinking, boy, you know, this is somebody who can give me kind of the stuff that I didn't have in. Uh, so you're screwed so no matter doomed. what you think. Yeah, it's doomed is the idea. Love is doomed? I have to write this down. This is, well, this is the, uh, this is the thing I have. This, anyway, I hope this book works. Cause, uh, Thank you. If, not, if this doesn't work, I don't know what's going on. We I'm only at, have four minutes I'm left. I'm out of here. Thanks. Um, <laughs> i gotta, I got to turn it over to Bill Berger on time this week. Last week we were a little late. But he's got a live guest down there in the studio. I don't know who they are. Maybe we could hear him down there. Yes. Hello, what is love? Hi. we got to go. Very soon. What is love? Um, love is love is something when you hug a person and kiss a person. When you hug a person and kiss a person. Yeah. Okay. And you, and you say I love you. It doesn't. It doesn't mean what you just what you what, what you said before. What did I say? You said it was. I don't remember, but you didn't say the right thing about love. Do you? Were you joking? Do you know? Do you really know what love is? No, I don't. You don't know what love is? No, I. I <laughs> I'm I, a child from before. You're the child from before. Yeah. Well, thanks, child. What's your name? Anon. What's your name? Anon. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Anon. Anon. What is that? How do you spell that? A R N A. Why did your dad give you that name? Why did your parents give you that name? You're going to be ostracized throughout life now because you have a strange, bizarre name. Don't go through life with that name, kid. Change it. Change that name. I hate to see you suffer. Arnon, you're not serious. Couldn't you be Bob or Jim or something? Everyone's going to laugh at you, kid. Thanks for calling, though. You're welcome. Bye. And Tim is not here. I could have figured that out for myself. Thanks for telling me that, Tim though. Tim is not on your record, is he? Tim? Tim is this is, this is You're an adult chap trapped in a child's body, right? No. Okay. You're a very smart kid, though. Thanks for calling. 
You're welcome. I mean smart kid in a bad way. Hello? Hello? Welcome to the air. Hey. Am I on the air? Yeah, do you have a, a name that's going to have people laughing at you for the rest of your life? Uh, oblique. Oh, Jesus. Oblique. Oblique askew. I have, I have a love definition. What's that? We were on the uh, life and death. And you got to make it quick. There's like two minutes left in this show. You got to really... I propose love is a corpse. That's really deep. Love is a corpse. Okay, thanks. And cold. Hello? Quickly. Love is the stage of life that comes before intercourse and after infatuation. Put simply. Love is the stage of life. Okay, well, my definition's coming up next. Hello? Hello? Yes, what is love, Mr. Chin? Love is an occasional shiitake mushroom or the brown sauce with a little rice and uh, candlelight and uh, kisses. Hello, welcome to the air. What is love? We gotta go. Yeah, uh, love is a little like quicksand. The deeper you're in it, the further you sink. That's like bumper sticker philosophy again. <laughs> there we go. Hello. Love is. Love is a guy named Barney from Newark and hot pudding. Hello. What's love? What's love? What's uh, love? You guys are still talking about love. What's love? Love? Yes. Oh, it's a therapy. That's it. I've got to go. You all missed the mark. You were so wide of the mark. Bill Berger is here next. William Berger, your all-purpose jock with the hip bone program. But now my definition of what love is. Draw yourselves closer to the radio. I close 